I like to say hello and welcome you. Good day, that is my name. Come here and sit down. I'm so glad you even really truly came. We can even go and take a walk or something. Hello and welcome back to Cast Party. I'm Brennan. I'm Dave. And we are a freewheeling pop culture podcast between an online media mogul, which is me, and what are you, Dave? Artistic genius, I yeah. think is what we said last time. Slash my drama teacher. Yeah, slash from high school. Slash high school drama teacher. From back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Throwback Thursday, what? <laughs> oh my god. We are recording this on Thursday. Yeah. And we do have a main topic we're getting to, but first, I want to report back. Okay. Will and Grace premiered last Thursday. Oh, this is exciting. And I watched it. Yeah. It's okay. Okay. <laughs> my parents hated it. Oh. They thought they were like, this is unfunny. This yeah. is like trash. It's yeah. whatever. Did they like but it in its first go round? I don't know. I don't uh, know. It's an important question. That is an important question. I Maybe they asked. hated it originally. No, but they decided to watch it. So mm-hmm. presumably they had some sort of affinity for it. Yeah. Um. But the thing is, what... What I think the problem is for them mm-hmm. is that it is completely still a 90s sitcom. Yeah. It has a laugh track. It has the hammy lines. Ooh. It's it's like it's been preserved in amber mm-hmm. all this time. And now all the people in it are grotesque aging goblins of themselves. No, no, no. no. Look, not really. I not really. Deborah Messing looks great. Yeah. Sean Hayes looks okay. Eric McCormick kind of looks the same because yeah. I'm not sure he's real. Is he? Like, they just assemble him before every show out of, like, white bread and spit. <laughs> oh, he's like walking wallpaper. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and uh, obviously Megan Mullally is great. Yeah. Um, And I think they're all fine. Megan Mullally has great lines. Mm-hmm. Deborah Messing is fine because Grace is a character is whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack, the character, um has never been that interesting to me. Yeah. Um, Because he's the one that's obviously the most problematic in displaying a stereotype. Yeah. There is now much more representation in TV, so it's actually less of a problem because um, back in the day, Will and Grace was the only game in town. Yeah. If you wanted to watch a gay person on TV. Right. Um, And I did read an article that was really interesting saying that, like, this is the first show that's showing an aging twink, which is a character archetype that has literally never appeared on TV before. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where that goes. Yeah. Um, it is kind of an interesting character to think of in like his forties or fifties. How old are they now? They gotta be in their fifties. Oh God. How old am I? Uh, It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Late forties, early fifties. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but aging. Yeah. And thinking about the way he was where he was just like, everything was like me and, and he never was, he never had a stable job and everything. And now he's like at that age where you really, it's like. Yeah, what and that doing? actually, there was a kind of melancholy aspect to his character at one mm-hmm. point. It was played as a joke yeah. because there is a scene where they go to the White House. They all do in this of episode course. because they're try- cause the thing that brought the show back was their political like sketch thing that they did um, online. They released oh, like yeah. a Will and Grace episode about Trump yeah. that was like seven minutes long, and it was pretty funny. Or at yeah. least it rang the nostalgia bell. It was pretty funny. Yeah. Um. So basically, I, they at least did that for the first episode. I get the uh-huh. sense that they're going to be pulling back from it as the season okay. progresses. 
Um, but they're very much like they're gonna make jokes about the word woke, and they're gonna talk about grinder, and it's gonna be a little weird because mm-hmm. they're all old and they don't really know what they're talking about. Yeah. Um, but there's a scene where Jack hello fellow kids. Yeah. <laughs> The scene where Jack is in the White House talking to like an ex of his who was a Secret Service agent. It's a whole thing. I don't okay. really know. There's a jo- there are some jokes that just don't make sense. Yeah. There's a joke about how everyone in the Secret Service is gay, but it just like doesn't land because it mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. No. Um, but Jack is talking about like so when you first met me 17 years ago or whatever. Like I was living across the hall from Will and Grace, and I was yeah. really traveling inward trying to find myself and all this stuff. And actually, they split up this joke after a commercial break, so they totally ruined the punchline. But the punchline is, and now I'm living across the hall from Will and Grace. I'm traveling inward, trying to find myself. So Mm -hmm. it's like, I don't know if they're going to do anything with it, Yeah. but they've kind of acknowledged that he has stagnated and not changed at all. Okay. And now that's kind of a depressing thing and not necessarily like, oh, he's wacky. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, something's wrong with Jack. Yeah. That's a show that really could have used like a cafe, right? So that didn't all like that the comedy wasn't built around them all living in the same building. Yeah, like they needed they needed another set to go to. So it wasn't like we're on your couch. Yeah, so that like, so people could like move out and it wouldn't be a big deal. Yeah, it wouldn't change the whole dynamic of the show. But that's That's how. And they they erased everything that happened in the finale. Oh, I don't remember the finale. Nor do I. I don't care about yeah. that show. No, but I think one of them ends up with Bobby Cannavale. I don't remember which one. Um, I mean, I would think it would be Will because he was dating him. I remember Oh, was that. he? Yeah. Okay, I literally, of the original series, I've only seen episodes from the first season. Okay. So it's all hearsay yeah. um, for what happened, but they basically rewrite all that. It's like, oh, that didn't really happen. It's fine. <laughs> um. But hey, remember when you had that weird dream that one time? That kind of is the joke they make. <gasps> it's it's in a meta way that's okay. Okay. No, but the thing is, I think Will and Grace is, to its benefit, exactly the thing that it used to be. Yeah. And that thing wasn't the best. Right. That thing was Will and Grace. Yeah. And it still is that. But in the context of current American television, it kind of pales in comparison to what it's competing with. Yeah. Because... Uh- I think the problem my parents had with is they just watched seven seasons of Shameless, mm-hmm. which is like much edgier. Yeah, it is like a dark family comedy with no laugh track, and it's very modern. Mm-hmm. And it kind of exemplifies a lot of what modern comedy has turned to, or modern television. Yeah. And Will and Grace is not that. Yeah, it's a four camera sitcom in front of a live studio audience. Right, and people keep trying to bring it back. Like we're gonna go back to traditional comedy. And like John Mulaney, the hottest com- comedian in America, the hottest comedy writer, everybody was like, this is it. He's going to, mm-hmm. it's going to be Seinfeld. And then it was like, yeah, as you watched it, you were like, look, they're trying to do Seinfeld and this isn't, I don't want to watch it. We've gotten, it's like, I guess I don't want to say we've moved past it because there's still some on CBS that people The, the Big Bang Theory. Young oh. Sheldon just premiered. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> it's so upsetting. I'm happy the kid from Big Little Lies is getting work. There we go. I'm sure his parents are appreciating all of that money. Yeah. Jeez. 
Oh, yeah. I hope he has a good contract. I hope he doesn't turn it into a total nightmare like most young stars uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Well, that's what that's going to be. We don't have to talk about that. I did not watch that. Yeah. Um. But, and there's one more thing. There's uh, one scene in Will and Grace mm-hmm. that was completely, totally inscrutable. I did not understand a word that was said during this scene. Um. Basically, Grace walks into her job. Mm-hmm. She has a cute, like, assistant guy who's, like, doing work. Of course. And she asks him if Karen has ever offended him in some way because she's, like, talking about the Trumps all the time or whatever. Yeah. And he, like, starts waffling. He keeps talking, like, oh, Karen, you, you know, well, Karen is Karen. And I think the idea is that either he's offended and doesn't want to say it, which yeah. is what my parents thought, or honestly – just the performance was so bad mm. that I didn't understand where what the line was supposed to is mean. Is it possible that he didn't want to admit that he was offended by Karen? No, I think that's... Or that, that he wasn't offended. He didn't want to admit that he wasn't offended by Karen. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Because she is Karen a Trump supporter? I haven't seen the show. Yeah, she she is because she's like rich. Because she's whatever. rich and that's how it works. <sighs> mm-hmm. No, but so so... It's like I could. There's all these readings, and I can see that the scene wants to push me in a direction, but I mm. don't know where that direction mm. is because the actor is not doing what. Like either something is wrong. Either Something's the actor off. was not given <laughs> the nugget of motivation, so yeah. the line just keeps going around in circles, just mm. like a snake eating its own tail, and it just keeps going. Yeah, for like a full minute, and cool. it's like I don't know what's happening here. Yeah. I don't know, man. This is uh it's a trip. It's weird to watch sitcoms with laugh tracks. Um like I always felt like how I met your mother they could have just gone no laugh track cuz by the end of that show because it was the only show I was watching that had one. Uh-huh. I remember being like, "Oh, that's really grating." Like cuz it's so obviously canned cuz they can't do that show in front of a live studio audience cuz no. there's like flashbacks upon flashbacks upon flashbacks all the time. But like so many of them, they could just do it in front of a live studio audience, but they don't. They just do it in an empty studio and like f- pump in laughs. Or maybe they do it and then like the audience doesn't laugh, so they put it in the can laughter. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand. I don't. I don't understand why you would do a f- the four camera sitcom set up like that. Limit the way that you can do it, and then not have anyone on the other side of the camera to watch it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. That's Ooh. okay. Um, for me. I've honestly never had a problem with laugh tracks. Yeah. Obviously, a new show with a laugh track is usually very cheesy yeah. and not really what I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. But I watched a lot of Friends in yeah. high school. Um, Friends doesn't have... Is that a laugh track or is it a live studio audience? It's a live studio audience. Sorry, that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah. With a, with laughing yeah. involved. But like um, that's different because... For me, it's uh, the laugh track. The problem with the laugh track is it goes joke, pause, insert exactly okay. two seconds of laughter. Laughter ends on it. It's like ah, oh, okay, yeah, okay, and then that, say the next worse, thing, yes. and you know, and like I always think, what's it like to la- to act for a laugh track? Like, do I have to be like, well, that's not what you said yesterday? Anyway. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, there, there is, um, there are YouTube videos out there of of friends with the laugh track removed. Yeah. And it's like you've stumbled into an alternate universe. Oh yeah. 
because once it erases that like shared communal laughter, it's you're just watching people say something, then sit there for three seconds, yeah, and then someone else says something, yeah. It's really bizarre. They've done it. I mean, I've seen it with the um, with Big Bang Theory. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, there's no jokes here. They just they just say something that their character would say, that's not particularly funny. Uh huh. It's just like, well, I haven't had a date in three years. Wow, wow, wow. Laugh track. And then, so, like, if you remove the laughter, it's just like, well, I haven't had a date in three years. And then they just sit there moping. Yeah, and then someone else says something completely unrelated, and you're like, what's happening? But, um, yeah, laugh tracks are weird. And I've heard, I don't know if it's true, I heard that, like, MASH, I don't know if MASH originally aired in the States with a laugh track, but I heard that in other countries it aired no laugh track. Okay. And... I always wonder if I would have enjoyed MASH more with no laugh track because I definitely never got the joke in MASH. Oh. I watched that I show. Know. I watched that show when I was a kid. Uh, I'm going to tell you about a, a dark time in our country's history, Brennan. Okay. It was before <laughs> DVRs. <gasps> what? Yes. And before internets. And when there what was- did you do all day? Yeah. So you would watch the TV and you were subject to whoever had programmed that channel. So- you would sit there and like also we only had like five or six channels total. Okay. And like I've they heard, were I've heard tales. Okay, now here's an important thing that you need to know. They were not in order. It was not like you went channel one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. And those were the channels you got. Okay. It would be like I'm trying to remember. Two, four, five, six, seven, nine, maybe eleven. And then like channel 44 <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Okay. And, so, and I remember being a kid and just being like flip, flip, flip through all the static. Like, uh huh. Cause sometimes you didn't have a remote that had numbers on it. That's another thing. It was just up and down. So at one Some point TVs didn't even have remotes at all. Yeah. I had one of those. I had one of those, but I just used it to like, I don't even remember. I think I just played video games on it. It's like a black and white TV. That's so weird. Anyway. <laughs> so, you would watch a show and hate it the entire time, but there was nothing else. Uh-huh. You know, like, it was like, oh, the news is on. So the 5 o'clock news would come on, you were a kid, and you'd be like, oh, the news is on. <laughs> and so one channel wouldn't be showing the news, and it would be showing something like MASH or some dumb other TV show that you didn't like. So, you'd, you know, you'd sit there watching the Brady Bunch and be like, I don't like this, but I'm watching it. Um I don't know. It's just, it's such a weird thing to think back on that. And like, now we're like, oh, I have too many good things to watch. I what know. What am I going to do? And back then it was literally like you, you had to sit through all those commercials and you'd be, and to, you'd sit through a commercial to watch a show that you didn't want to watch just because you were like, well, I'm watching TV and mash the entire time. It, I, I mean, it, I, it was in reruns. I think it went off the air before I was aware of it. Um, but then it was always in reruns. It was like the show that was in syndication. And I just remember watching and being like, I don't get any of this. And like, I was like, maybe it's because I was a kid. And then I've gone back at different times in my life and tried to watch it. And I'm like, nope, don't get it. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. And like, you know, that their finale is like still held up as like this pinnacle mm -hmm. of TV. And I'm like, people really cared that much about that show. That's so weird. I still don't get it. I'm going to have to go back and watch it. But I've heard it in like, I think Ricky Gervais said he originally saw it without a laugh track. I'm like, I bet it's really good without the laugh track because the laugh track is really distracting because they filmed like out in the Malibu Hills. So yeah. it wasn't an audience. 
So it's really canned. And like <laughs> like dumb jokes get huge laughs. <laughs> yeah. So that always makes me feel like, what am I not getting? All right. Okay. Um, Off the laugh tracks. One quick thing. Yeah. Uh, SNL also came back. Oh, yeah? Did you watch it? Yeah, I guess I haven't watched it yet. Didn't seem to know. Um, I, I don't know why I said it like that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I, I meant like, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, read the line wrong. Let's go back. Take it again. <laughs> <laughs> so SNL just premiered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Ryan See, Gosling and Jay-Z was this weekend. Oh, yeah. Um, And it's all airing live on the West Coast. So mm-hmm. it starts at 830, which is a beautiful time to right. be watching That's SNL. Um, it was pretty good. The first half was solid. Yeah. Second half, weird. Like it normal. Is. It's, it's how, how it is. Um, well, I always the, like the second half better. No, I <laughs> I usually there are ones I can get behind, but the last sketch was maybe one of the worst ones they've ever mm-hmm. aired ever. Yeah, it was. It made no sense. Good. Well, also Keenan Thompson was the center, and I've mm. never found that man funny. Yeah. In anything ever. <laughs> what up um, with that? Uh, but he doesn't do anything funny in it. Yeah, he's not funny. Like as no. the game show host or whatever, he can do it because he's wrangling these funny characters. Yeah. Which are, I mean, those sketches are usually kind of, yeah, loose, yeah, <laughs> at best. But I just don't like him, and he's been on for so he's been on for so long, long. Yeah. And anyway, that sketch was terrible. But and Ryan Gosling breaks in every sketch. Uh, I think I read something about that, and then it was and like not cute. There are two that were very good. Mm-hmm. One was great because Kate McKinnon was like playing with his butt. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he was turned away from the camera, and you could mm-hmm. see him like just dying inside um and that one was great because everyone kind of felt except cecily strong she Mm -hmm. lives up to her name she locked it down yeah i love her so much um yeah she is good yeah and the opening was good it kind of poked fun at the whole like la la land backlash about ryan gosling and jazz oh okay um it was pretty good it was a solid episode i enjoyed Mm -hmm. it i'm ready for it being back i'm happy yeah i I'm so weird because that's like one of my favorite things on television, but I never watch it anymore, ever. <laughs> and I don't know why. I think part of it is because by the time I have time to watch it, I've like, there's been articles or clips or whatever. Uh-huh. So I get a lot of it kind of spoiled. And then I'm like, I don't need to go back. I kind of got a sense. Yeah. Um, like at least the highlights, those are always mm-hmm. fun. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let's talk about the actual thing we're here to talk yes. about today. It's been 18 minutes. Nice job. Uh, Will and Grace is very important to it this is. show. It is. It to is. To all shows. Eric McCormick. Mm-hmm. Get at us. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so as you pointed out to me a couple days ago was the birthday of a pioneer uh-huh. of cinema. Yeah. His name, well, I, I cannot conclusively confirm that it really was his birthday no it was nobody a, knows anything about this person it was according to imdb yeah which whatever yeah um but supposedly it was tommy Wiseau's birthday yes uh director producer star and writer of the room the greatest movie of all time yeah the best worst movie yeah in the entire world yeah um we're gonna talk about that in a second <laughs> this episode is celebrating bad movies in yeah. general in honor of Tommy Wiseau's <laughs> birthday, because <laughs> literally nobody knows anything do you about know, him. Do you have any guesses? It's either forty-nine or eighty-three. Yeah, and I don't know. He's not young. No, he's not. He's in it. He's at least in his fifties. Enough to have been tanned like a leather pant. Yeah, he does not look good right now. 
I mean, he never really looked good. Like in the room, yeah. he doesn't look good. He looks all veiny and weird. Uh huh. Um, but now he looks even weirder. No, he looks like like a like a scary old lady neighbor in Home Alone. Mm. Cause he likes to put his hair up in like a like a ponytail type situation yeah, sometimes yeah. too. It's so tragic. It's tragic. It's a whole thing. Um, yeah. But he's such a mysterious and weird person. Yes. But if you don't know what the room is, and you should know what the you room is, you should know what the room is. It's it's a movie that came out in two thousand four. Mm-hmm. It was funded by this man Tommy Wiseau, about whom we know nothing except right. that he has a totally. Um, inscrutable maybe eastern european accent oh it's the best um i actually channeled his accent for a performance in little shop of horrors in high school in what at one point but he's just like anything for my princess welcome to my uh, house i that was not a line (laughs) but but so (laughs) the room is basically a one-room drama yeah. About he plays a character named Johnny who everybody loves. He's mm-hmm. everybody's best friend, everybody's favorite customer. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, doggy. Yeah. <laughs> Every time he sees someone, he says, Oh, hi, blank. Yeah. Um, oh, my Lord. He doesn't seem to have met a human being, possibly because he's not one. Yeah. He claims that he's a vampire sometimes. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. In real life? Yeah. Okay. But also, he wanted his character to be a vampire and oh. maybe drive away in a flying car like in the end of Greece. Okay. Um so, so there's so much there's so much. We could do a whole episode about the room. Yeah, he's he's a person who's fundamentally psychologically just not even left of center. Like center is yeah. miles away. Yeah, boy. He doesn't know where center is. <laughs> he's um he's he's on another planet. Yeah, which he's is on another planet. Why he's so fascinating. Yeah. So you're watching this movie that is birth from this person who loves movies but does yeah. not understand them at a fundamental level doesn't understand them yeah um, almost like he's like you know uh was it quentin tarantino that worked in a movie store and like yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like his film school it's like if tommy Wiseau did that except he was watching all the movies with the sound down or something or, like, or, or he <laughs> was he was watching the movies from a mile away through yeah. a pair of coke bottles held up to his <laughs> eyes <laughs> um, I really appreciate the fact that he was like one of my favorite movies is Rebel Without a Cause. Yeah. I'm just gonna take the most famous line <laughs> yep. and, and say it, and, and he then tag a name on it at one point. That's because there's best. the one of the most famous lines you can look it up on YouTube if you haven't seen it is him going, "You're tearing me yep. apart, Lisa." Yeah, and Lisa. He, that's the part I love about it the most is you're tearing me apart, Lisa. <laughs> in case you were wondering who I was talking yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. This one person I was standing in the room with yeah. just wants you to know, didn't want you to get confused that I might be talking to the walls. Yeah. <laughs> in, um, the way your accent is going, yeah. I do think Steve Carell based his character oh my God, Gru, Gru. Yeah, that was on Gru. Tommy Wiseau. Yeah. Because you were doing Gru. I was. And it's like a couple it's of steps so, away. It's so close. It's so close to so many things. If you've ever listened to Adam Sandler's old albums, they had the goat. Okay. There's a goat, and he was like, ah, yes, I'm just a goat. <laughs> um, I feel like that's similar to him. It's like all the weird, uh, in, just, uh, non indescribable accents that have ever happened. I feel like Tommy Wiseau is, a, is an amalgam of all of he's them. He's everything. He's yeah. everything, and yeah. he's in the wind. Oh, he's um, in the wind, yeah. But so, basically, it's his interpretation of a one-room drama 
and he has cast himself as Marlon Brando, as James Dean, yeah, as all of these characters. But like literally, because he's doing his version of all of those actors yeah. in their most famous movies. Yeah, yeah. It's like, um, and it just doesn't make any sense. No, everything's inscrutable. There's uh, football. Yeah, they play football, but they're just tossing a football back and forth, and it's all the time. Yeah. And and they also, like, when you play football, the minimum distance you stand away from each other is, like, 15 feet. And even that, you're like, oh, this is kind of lame. Uh-huh. They stand, like, three feet away from each other, and they're like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, the size of a normal hacky sack circle, they decide to play football in that, and that doesn't work. Football, you, no. like, have to throw... Oh my god! Oh, so many problems. And there, there's a character at one point who gets recast halfway through the movie. It's so good. It's so um, good. What else happens? Well, my favorite thing. I think we figured this out. That there's that scene that happens. It's like at a party. There's a fight. There's a the fight. And then everybody leaves. And then everybody comes back. And then doesn't the fight happen again? No. Here's here's what happens. Okay. Um, I don't remember the 100% exact order. Yeah. But they're at the party. Yeah. Um. It's it's a I think a birthday party for Tommy or you like an engagement for what's his character? Oh, Johnny. Name? Johnny. Mm-hmm. He stretched it. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> um Lisa who is his fiance is cheating on him with his best friend. Oh my god. Um, Imagine. I know. She says, "Everyone, why don't we go out to the outdoor patio?" Yes. Everyone apparently hears her simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Files silently oh out they of the room. So, they go out so fast. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's a fire in the apartment. Yeah. They're gone. I mean, it's a slow-moving fire. Uh-huh. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so oh, she uses that moment to, like, seduce the best friend. And right. she wants to get with him. And he's constantly confused by what she's doing. Yeah, he's really good. He's um, really good. But, yeah. So I they get, like, he announces that they're pregnant which is not a plot point at no. anything. He just it just happens, and then I think they end up back inside. Mm-hmm. He sees um, his l- fiance and his best friend canoodling. He gets yep. mad. He leaves, mm-hmm. and then it just like cuts to exterior shots of San Francisco for a little bit. Yeah, and then it cuts back to the room. He comes back and then fights with the friend again. Right, that's what it was. It's they do the same two different versions of the same scene. Yeah, is my theory is that they couldn't decide which version to do. And they just did both. Yeah. Or like um, for for realism, there's a mm-hmm. scene in a coffee shop mm-hmm. where um, he and his best friend go to talk about women and their love lives and stuff. Yeah. But you get to see the three couples in front of them order their coffee. Oh, my God. In like exact detail. Yeah. I don't think they even like exchange legal tender for this coffee. Nope. They just give the orders and kind of leave. Yeah. They like step to the left. Yeah. It's yeah. Weird. It's. It's just it's a movie that's so fundamentally broken that it's fascinating to watch mm-hmm. and it's constantly hilarious. Yeah. And like if if you trimmed the fat on that movie, how long would it be? If you took out like the extraneous sex scenes, scene in the coffee there, shop. There are three sex scenes yeah. and one of them uses footage from an earlier one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh if you it, you take out the scene that they did twice, you take out like the weird cuts to the football playing and the, the weird side uh-huh. thing about the drugs and that. Oh yeah, there's a drug guy. Yeah. And they, that comes out of nowhere. Uh-huh, and like, and the, the mom has breast cancer. Right. And she chip the most chipper line delivery. She's like, I got the results of the test back. I definitely have breast cancer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you if you took out all the stuff, the like maybe not the drugs and the cancer part, but like just cut the parts where you're like, What is this what what is this scene doing in a movie at all? Uh-huh. Like the people ordering. 
Like, how much time could you cut off that movie? It would be shorter than an episode of Will and Grace. <laughs> and much funnier. Yes. Oh, man. Although I would I would love to see Eric McCormick and Tommy Wiseau play off of each other. What if we put Tommy Wiseau in Will and Grace? Instead and, of Eric McCormick. And Eric we, McCormick. We solved in, our recasting problem. Yeah, and Eric McCormick in the room. Well, then nobody will watch The Room because it would be so boring. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've solved like, it. Just anywhere Eric McCormick has ever been, let's put Tommy Wiseau in. Oh, my God. Uh, well, where else has he been? He's not been anywhere. I told you, he was in The Music Man. Was he? He was. Like, live? I think on Broadway. Okay. I would watch Tommy Wiseau in The I Music really, Man. We should look up the reviews. trombone. <laughs> Let the, what, what's the thing? What does it do? <laughs> you got to the trombones. <laughs> You got some tubas. Oh, hi, guitars. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so 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 so, the room, go see it immediately. Pay as much money as possible yeah. to see it. I don't um, think you have to pay any money. No, I think it's probably on YouTube or something. Yeah. But like it's everywhere, it's everywhere. Go see it at a live screening. They do Rocky Horror esque screenings of it. Yeah. Um. In in the titular room, mm-hmm. there are framed photos of spoons just oh, all so over. Good. And whenever the spoons are in in frame, everybody throws plastic spoons in the air. Oh, cool! It's so fun. It's That's super great. cool. I um, do that, and it's not no, as I destructive don't. as the Rocky Horror thing because you can yeah. pick up the spoons again and start yeah. over. Um, but yeah, so the room's incredible. It's a window into the like fractured mind of this totally weird person mm-hmm. who's so into himself and wants to write this character that is like the perfect version of what he wants to be. And also, it, with his crazy Eastern European accent, he's also trying to create... Actually, it could be like French-Canadian, by the way. It's so... It could uh, be anything. It could be anything. It could he, be Russian. We've at least triangulated him to Europe. Yeah. He will admit kind of that much, but if you ask him where he's from, he says, I'm American. Yeah. And he is making like an American movie, and he's creating yeah. an American character... And again, no no acknowledgement of the accent in that movie. No, he's not at all. He's just like Johnny All-American guy. Yeah, and he's, oh man, it's it's really good. But Johnny Blue Jeans. Basically, yeah. Oh my God, he's Johnny Blue Jeans. Yes, he is. It's amazing. Oh okay. my God. Um, but yeah, so The Room exemplifies something that I really love about bad movies. Yeah. Um, first of all, well, Tommy Wiseau funded it entirely himself, mm-hmm. which is generally what happens with terrible movies. You yeah. get... Um, the credits that are all the same name over mm-hmm. and over and over again, and then maybe a wife or something. Yeah. Um, and it's these people just creating these worlds around themselves that are don't make any sense to anyone but them. And that's something that's like really interesting to me about bad movies. Mm-hmm. And we're gonna open up the discussion into like some of our favorite bad movies. Favorite bad movies, or I, or some least of, favorite. Yeah, some of them are just bad movies. They're not even good bad they're just bad yeah like i wanted to actually let's open the discussion with that okay there is definitely a difference between a good bad movie Mm -hmm. a bad bad movie and a movie that people think are bad but aren't and there's also movies that people think are good that aren't yeah and (laughs) obviously a lot of um good bad judgments are very subjective Mm -hmm. it depends on just like who you are and what you like and mm-hmm. what appeals to you. Yeah. But generally a bad movie is very, very low budget, very, very poorly made. Yeah. Um, but basically I want to separate. There is a difference between a low budget movie and a bad movie. Right. Cause a lot of people will put the evil dead movies into the bad movie camp. No. 
which is not fair. No, those they're are campy and it's fun, and yeah. they're supposed to be bad when they're bad. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like and and there are also there are bad moments, especially of acting in good movies. Yeah, in low budget movies. Yeah, like there's a move there's a slasher movie that I really like mm-hmm. called The House on Sorority Row. Okay, and it was made for not a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's the best that it can be for that budget. Yeah, and you have to be willing to kind of grade it on a slightly lower curve because mm-hmm. they don't they don't have access to like the slick Hollywood machine. Mm-hmm. But generally, like it's a pretty stylish thriller. It's kind of like Hitchcockian and fun. Mm-hmm. But there is one actress who is one of the worst actresses ever. Yeah, and there's a line where they're talking about a character. They're not sure if this woman is dead or not, and she says. How do we know she is alive? Whoa. And it's one of the most like iconic horror movie lines. That's great. And that is a bad, bad thing. Yeah. But it's in a good movie. Yeah. Just a low budget movie. Right. Low budget. I, see, none of the things on my list are low budget. Okay. That's good. I didn't do that because I don't, I don't like picking on movies where like no one really knows what they're doing and they're just doing it because they love it. Uh-huh. You know, or whatever it is. Like, no, mine are all, a lot of mine are, are like big budget that's good too because yes the 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 two ends of the spectrum of good bad movies mm-hmm. are people who have way too much money yeah and that they don't know what to do with it mm-hmm. and they just indulge in their most wild fantasies mm-hmm. and then the opposite end of the spectrum which is where i land most of the time because i do like low budget horror movies mm-hmm. is people who are operating outside of the hollywood system yeah and who don't necessarily have the proper education in like how to tell a story or what a movie is yeah and most there are very bad bad movies Mm -hmm. very bad yeah um but the thing for me that makes a movie truly bad is if it's just boring or Mm -hmm. bland yeah there's no reason to watch a movie like that no that's not fun to watch with friends even Mm -hmm. or to make fun of and even on mst3k those ones are really punishing yeah um the thing that i like about low budget bad movies is that it's totally divorced from the rules of what we expect a movie to be. Mm -hmm. It's made by someone who's like, why don't we throw a football three feet apart? Yeah. Why don't we sit down in the threshold of this room and have framed pictures of spoons? I don't know how a movie works. Yeah. And so it's constantly bringing something fresh and unexpected and weird to the table. Yeah. And I don't even view that as bad because it's entertaining. Right. Like, I gave The Room a 10 out of 10 when I reviewed it. Yeah. Because it's the most thoroughly perfect, bonkers experience. Mm-hmm. And that's not bad. That's not a bad thing. It's poorly made. Yeah, it's poorly made, but it's enjoyable. Yeah. So, bad good is kind of like this blissful, perfect thing mm-hmm. that I highly recommend. Yeah. Um. Anyway, sorry. I just... Low budget is not bad. I just wanted no, to put that out there. No, no, no. And, and I think, yeah, when you look through the, like, worst movies of all time, like... What's that one? Trolls two or whatever. Troll two, yeah. Troll two, like, but okay, like it's a somebody did a movie and they didn't have the budget and also they named it a thing that didn't make sense and the acting stuff, like, whatever. I don't, I couldn't, I I couldn't be bothered. Like, oh, uh-huh. well, movies. no, the thing is, they're funny, I guess. But like, no, Troll two, I love. Mm-hmm. Troll two is very much more or less on par with the room for me, yeah, because it's totally weird and campy yeah. and bananas right but it in no way belong like if we're making a truly worst movies list yeah it'd be a lot of stuff that nobody cares about yeah because a bad good movie actually provokes excitement and a reaction in an audience mm-hmm. which kind of inherently isn't means it's not bad yeah in a way yeah um but okay i have a question okay 
what would be the worst movie you've ever seen? Like the least exciting, like just drains you of your energy, like really boring. Like of all time or like what kind of movie? Uh, a, I'm looking for a title. Like a title, oh. Or, or what kind of movie are you ta- thinking about? I usually, I'm thinking about movies that like, they're supposed to be really important. Oh, yeah. And they're yeah. really slow moving. And like, Manchester by the Sea much? Oh, Jesus. What is what am I going to learn out of that movie? Mm-mm. Um I guess, you know, now there's the people that go to see a sad movie cuz it's cathartic and then you like uh-huh. walk out and you're like, "Oh, I've got my good cry out." Okay. I cry all the damn time. I don't <laughs> like I cry I, I cried today talking to another teacher about a student. Like oh. I, it just it's on it it's on the reg as the kids would say. <laughs> so I don't Really? I don't I don't know when they I said don't that. think so. <laughs> but like for me, I don't want to watch that's not entertainment. Uh-huh. And I know that that, for some people, is what they want. But slow moving, like slow panning cameras in on someone starting to cry, I'm asleep. Uh-huh. I'm asleep. But I should find some of those. Oh, lately I've been putting on, like, uh, what's his name? Ken Burns? Is that the documentary? The document- yeah. I'll put that on and just, I'm out like oh, a Oh, nice. Because it's so soothing the way they do it. Um, I know they're good, but that's, uh, I'm thinking, like, something like, I mean, I know, like, I tried to watch The Revenant a few times. Oh, boy. I get to the same part every time, and I'm like, I just don't care about this character. I just, no, all I see is Leonardo DiCaprio trying so hard. And, like, this is really important, but, like, it's really ham-handed, and, like, I don't, what am I, what am I getting? I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a good scene in the beginning that's, like, visceral and yeah. intense. It's, like, the, the Native Americans, like, attacking the fur trappers. Yeah camp or whatever mm-hmm. that's a really cool scene yeah but then it's just like a bunch of stuff was like oh life is so hard yeah Look at me in the snow uh, uh whatever yeah but i can't th- i know there's other examples of movies and i actually just thought of one and then immediately forgot it by the time i could get my ipad to work I oh, okay I, could, I was gonna type it in and i can't remember what it was but yeah i don't know i don't have like a a worst all-time movie I okay have really disappointing movies and stuff like that but yeah Anyway, okay. I just want to the the worst movie I've ever seen mm-hmm. is a movie called Psycho Santa. Ooh. Um, it's like seventy minutes long. Okay, but it's inc- It's not a real movie. Yeah, it's it was probably it was shot on video in probably the early two thousands. Okay, and it's incredibly boring. Mm-hmm. But the horror scenes are really mean spirited mm. and brutal. And there's like, uh, like a a blind woman gets drowned or something, mm. and then. Like there's someone who gets like cut on the leg or something, and then they're crawling across the room for seven straight minutes toward a phone. Yeah, and it's just like this is the least pleasant experience I've ever had because mm-hmm. the one emotion it is stirred up in me is disgust, and that's like thirty minutes apart. Yeah, and it's just like why are you showing me this? Mm-hmm. And then it's so boring. Yeah, and poorly shot. You can't see anything in the frame. Oh, oh it's cool. the worst. It's yeah. so dark. Yeah, um, and that's that's just unpleasant. Yeah. And, like, I love bad movies, mm-hmm. but, like, bad movies, yeah. there's no reason to watch. Yeah, it's like not that. fun. Yeah, the, at least the room moves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, sometimes it drags, but, yeah. Um, okay, should we start talking about some specific movies? Yeah, specific, good, bad okay. movies. All right. Start. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, well... I have a list of good, bad horror movies that mm. I wasn't going to touch on quite as much because this is not a horror podcast, but I'll throw out a couple titles really okay, quick. Okay, cool. Um, M. Night Shyamalan's The Happening. 
<laughs> I almost put that on my list, but I haven't seen it. Yeah. It's incredible. <laughs> um, one of the things that people bring up with it, I kind of have a problem with, and they're like, oh, the twist is dumb. But I don't think that movie has a twist. People are trying to force it into the Shyamalan formula. Oh, okay. Um, there is a reveal. Yeah. They find out at one point what is happening in yeah. the movie. It's the, not the a twist. The titular happening, but it's not a twist. Yeah. Um, and people are like, oh, that twist is so dumb. It's like, no, it's just a plot point, and that's yeah. fine. Um, but it's just one of the most spectacularly misconceived yeah. misfires on every level. Yeah. And it's so funny. But boy, did that make a great trailer. Oh, yeah. The concept is great. Yeah. It's like people in cities spontaneously like are driven to like kill themselves in spectacular yeah. ways. It's pretty brutal. Mm-hmm. But then it's just so silly. Like there's speaking just random scenes that you could never predict. Mm-hmm. That is like a hallmark of great bad movies. And there's a point. Can I spoil the happening? It doesn't matter. Uh cover your ears if you don't want to have it spoiled. Yeah, this literally don't care. <laughs> um basically the thing that's causing all of this is plants. Right. Like releasing a toxin into the air that yes, makes people they're fighting back because we're killing the plants yeah whatever right? something's that's happening. the idea but basically there's this character who's in like a caravan of survivors mm-hmm. and he's like a like he owns a greenhouse or something perfect and he's like he's just talking to uh mark Wahlberg and zoe deschanel and this john leguizamo's child whom they mm-hmm. have acquired cool <laughs> um because he dies at some point so oh. i'm spoiling this whole movie I don't it care. does not matter the plot doesn't matter no. what matters is the amount of craziness shoved into every scene. Yeah. But this one scene, uh, this old botany guy, he's like, I packed some hot dogs. I love hot dogs, don't you? They taste great. They're an awesome shape. They're fun to eat. All of this stuff. And then uh-huh. he's like, I think it's the plants that are killing people. <laughs> like at the end of this monologue what? about hot dogs. God damn. That is, that is spectacular. It's wonderful. Yeah. That's spectacular. <laughs> it's that, a beautiful thing. That is a that is a hallmark of a bad movie. Is when someone like just the dialogue is like wh- no no one no one's ever said this. N- but no no one on set was like hey um why is he talking about hot dogs? And then <laughs> yeah, he, he comes up with the, what? What are we doing? <sighs> are we trying to make him seem crazy? I think so. It's I don't know. And one more thing. There's a movie called Pieces. Oh okay. Um, it's from 1982. It is a Spanish movie. Film, film. Oh, sorry, it's I tangled. Oh, I kept. I didn't realize that. That's why I was sitting forward. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I was sense. like leaning forward the whole time, and I was like, "Why am I sitting back?" Oh, I was tangled. Got it. <laughs> Resolved. Not yeah, the yeah. movie Tangled. No, that movie's great. That movie's amazing. Um, yeah. So it was. It's by Spanish. I mean, it was filmed in Spain. The mm-hmm. language is English. Okay. It's set in Boston. It's clearly not Boston because it's at a Spanish university. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's about this person. With, at some point, a chainsaw who's chopping up co-eds on this campus to make, like, a puzzle out of mm-hmm. female, like, limbs or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's literally a part where the killer gets into an elevator with a girl hiding the chainsaw behind his back. <laughs> As oh. you do. Is it duct taped to his back? No, he's Come just on. holding it behind his back. He's like just a kid holding? With, yeah, it's great. Um, oh, it's so good. Is it a big chainsaw? Say It's, it's huge. huge. It's yes. huge. Okay, good. Um, but there's every scene is crazy. Yeah. But there's a scene that's also on YouTube. There's always oh, that just reminded me of another awesome movie. Okay. Um, I lost my pen. Here it is. Okay, we found it. Um, Nobody <laughs> worry, we found the pen. <laughs> yeah. Um, but 
just there's always in bad movies like one iconic line. Yes. Like you're tearing me apart, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know. There's a lot of iconic lines. The, in the I, oh hi, Mark. That whole thing is pretty iconic. Yeah. No, but usually there's like a 10 second YouTube clip yeah. that's like the mm-hmm. hallmark that people will point you to. They're eating her. And, and then, then they're, they're going to eat, eat me. me. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, that's the troll too one. There's always one. Yeah. The one from Pieces mm-hmm. is the main lady who's a tennis star slash police detective. Yes. Um, She's like, while we were in there fiddling with that music, he was out there killing her. Or they were out there... I, I don't know okay. why she says it, but then she's like, bastards, bastards, bastards. Oh, three. With long yeah, pauses. Yeah, 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 That's good stuff. It's so good. And she's emoting so hard. To all of my present and past and future acting students, that is really how to do it. It's all about drawing <laughs> out the lines and really just saying them in different ways for yeah, no reason. Just forcing it out yeah. as just, strongly just say as possible. It as differently as possible, regardless of whether it makes sense or sounds right. Yes, exactly. Yeah, just yeah. If you can put a pause in the middle of a word for that definitely no reason. helps. Yeah. Yeah. And then one more thing I want to point out okay. before we move on to like the main. Oh, I keep bleh, it's it's the whole podcast. It's been forty five minutes. Whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be um, a long podcast. <laughs> bad movies are great. Yeah, but there's a movie called Silent Night Deadly Night Two. Okay, I've heard of that. I mean, I've heard of Silent Night Deadly Night. I don't yeah, know it, it's it's about a killer who dresses up as Santa on Christmas and's like killing naughty people or whatever. That's not cool. No, actually, it was protested heavily at the time it came yeah. out. Um, great movie though. The first yeah. one's really fun. Yeah. And like silly. Um and it it's not it's really not a Santa kill. It's a very skinny young man in yeah. like a white beard and a Santa hat and it's yeah. like I don't this isn't actually Santa. And right. Everybody knows. Yeah. Um Santa is real. Yes, sure. Um they did not cast him in the movie. Yeah. Um but anyway, so Silent Night Deadly Night 2 is a sequel about the main character's little brother mm-hmm. also doing the same thing, like killing people on Christmas or whatever. I love it when they're related. Oh, yeah. I love that. But they're also, th- like, uh, 45% of the movie, maybe 60% of the movie, it's just flashbacks to the first movie. <laughs> so there's only, like, 30, 40 minutes of new footage. Wow. But that new footage is so incredible. Really? It's It's got a, a lead performance from mm-hmm. a man who's, incredibly buff oh, okay cool but done like no other acting roles mm. and he he's kind of become a recluse and he's a weird he just kind of came out into the public eye again he's a weird dude it's a tommy we so type okay character but more actually american and like more can fit into society okay um but there's a sequence where he's just running around killing people in this neighborhood and there's uh, a scene again on YouTube. It's called Garbage Day. Okay, but it's someone taking out the trash, and then he shows up with a gun and goes Garbage Day, and just shoots them and runs away. I feel like I've heard that, but maybe it's just somebody else doing an impression of that no, line. That video did become viral like yeah. eight years ago. No, um, I'm thinking. I know what I'm doing. Okay, it's somebody else. It's, it's never mind. Cannonball okay. is what I was thinking. Oh, okay. 
Go ahead. Anyway, um, those are my horror recommendations okay. that I want to give out. But I want to hear from you about okay. some of yours. Okay. So, um, these are just I don't I don't know if these are movies that I would recommend seeing. So, uh, at first when we talked about this, we were like, I was like, oh, I I don't see bad movies. And then I remembered a period in in my life where it was uh, we had every few Wednesdays our high school would start later. And we had two dollar Tuesday movie nights. Ooh. So we would all go to the movies on Tuesday nights on those days. And it would be like, you know, every other or every fourth. I can't remember. Um, but we started out by trying to see good movies. But then we realized like it's really hard to see good movies and wait for them for two dollar Tuesday, not go see them on the weekend. Yeah. So we started just Owning the fact that we were bad at choosing movies, and we tried to start picking the worst movies. Sergio and I kind of do that. Yeah, um, it's so fun. So yeah. what what kind of movies did you? Okay, see? so one of them uh, is Congo. Oh my god, I remember. I've never seen it. Okay, I feel I, like I've talked about this on the podcast, but I don't know if I have. I don't think so. Okay, because it had a great trailer, right? It was like Congo right. had a great trailer. Yeah. And it's based on a Michael Crichton book. Okay. Right? Who wrote Jurassic Park? Is that the right? Yes. That is the name. I yeah. don't know if he wrote Congo, but he did. He did. Do. He wrote both of them. Okay. And it okay. was like, it's going to be like Jurassic Park, but in Africa. Yeah. Like, this is going to be crazy. Uh, so it wasn't. Uh, it's, it's real boring. Great. The scene that's the most exciting, I laughed so hard when I realized what was happening. Okay. I'm okay. Ready. So. Now, they're in boats, and they're crossing a river. Of course. And everybody's nervous, and it's, like, dark, and they're all, okay. like, looking around, and, like, the, the guys, the guides that are taking the two white people. Of course. Or whatever, the team of white people. I can't remember. They're going into the jungle to find these uh, silverback gorillas, I think. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't remember the plot. doesn't matter. But they're crossing the river, and it's like, oh, this is so suspense. And it, they're, like, really building the suspense, and you're like, oh, my God, this is actually kind of scary. What's going to happen? Definitely going to be crocodiles or alligators or whichever ones yeah, live yeah, in yeah. Africa. And then suddenly, like, things start attacking people. And you're like, oh, my God, what is it? And then it's hippopotami. I mean, that's actually pretty realistic. Yes. However, but... however, it, they didn't set it up. They didn't go, like, hey hippopotami are the most dangerous animal in Africa because that's the truth is yeah the, like you learn that if you go to Africa like that was what happened is I started cackling in the theater and then my friend was like actually I've been to Africa and they tell you hippopotamus yeah. is the most but like not many people know that and they do nothing to set it up they're just like we're going across this river let's be <laughs> careful they don't say like look out for the dangerous hippopotami you're just all of a sudden it's hippos and you're like <laughs> what like it just is not scary. Once the attack happens, you're like, what? And like, it's it's like heffalumps attacking. Like yeah. they, they do look goofy. Yeah, and like it, it. I I guess it's accurate, but they do nothing to set it up so that you just are like stunned by like what this animal <laughs> that I go to see in the zoo and it's not in the dangerous animal section and usually just like swimming around in a pod, yeah, pond and pooping. Like, you know, they're dangerous because they charge and they have big teeth, but like they also. It takes a lot to provoke them, so it's weird that they're like going across the river and they, they, they <laughs> yeah. wouldn't attack Just, out of the water. Yeah, uh, I don't think like a, a school of hippopotamus. Yeah, and it's so many, and it's, <laughs> and you're sure, like as it starts happening, you're like, "What is that animal? Oh, it's a hippo!" And it just is so. And I just remember being like, ah, ah, 
<laughs> like laughing as loud as possible in the theater. And people were like, shut up. All these people are going to be mad at you. And I was like, they're not mad at me. They're mad at the movie. Like, yeah. Everybody's mad at this movie right now. Like it took so long. They have, um, so they like take, you know, Coco the gorilla that can sign language. Sign, yeah. Uh-huh. So they, they take that a step farther and they have a gorilla that signs, but her hands are connected to something that talks. So as she signs, it like oh, speaks. Oh, okay. So it's like Amy sad. Stuff oh like, no! Oh god, it's so bad. You anyway. can't. You can't. There and are certain a, things that just don't translate. It's also a person in a gorilla suit. Like it's not really. Yeah, it's oh not a real god. gorilla. At least to have fake gorilla hands with a real gorilla. Yeah, or something that oh, would still look terrible. So but like, oh god, and especially after Jurassic Park, where you're like, I don't know where the movies fake, can be anything. Yeah, and Jurassic Park, it was like magical. And like at the time, it was so hard to tell. Like now, if you go back, you can kind of tell the special effects. Look, if you people know a lot about how movies are made now. Yeah, but Jurassic Park holds up super well. Yeah, it does. Well, because they use a lot of like actual, yeah, animatronics. Yeah, no real dinosaurs. Oh yeah, 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 of course. (laughs) Uh, No, but like it's shot so well. Yeah, that the CGI is obscured when it is CGI or Mm -hmm. it's in the dark or there are handicaps to the CGI to make it look as realistic as possible. Yeah, exactly. Congo is not like that. I bet not. Oh my God. Oh God. That was one of my favorites. Okay. What else did you see in the theaters? Um, We went and saw the quest. Do you know what the quest is? I don't think I do. You wouldn't. No one would. Okay. It's 21 years old. Uh, I'm going to tell you. Oh no. So you said that thing about it's all one person in the credits. Yeah. Okay. So written by, Uh directed by, starring Uh one Jean-Claude Van Damme. What? Yeah. What's it about? I don't know. I don't know. I saw it and we walked out and I was, that was the movie where we walked out and I turned back to see like when the next showing was and they'd already changed the plaque over the door (laughs) (laughs) and it had just opened. I was like, Oh, we saw the last ever showing of that movie. And maybe the only show. Yeah. Oh my God. It was so bad. And we, I mean, that was great. Um, I forget, there was some movie that we saw that was really bad, and I can't remember it. I remember those two really particularly. But there was one where something like was supposed to be scary. And it was like, bah! And it was just bad. Uh-huh. And I was holding a full thing of popcorn, and I went, oh, no! And I threw <laughs> it in the air just to, like, <laughs> we were so bored. But uh-huh. that was the thing is we'd go to these movies. Part of why we did it is we realized, like, you go to the movies, and then you can't talk to your friends. If you go to a bad movie nobody's in the theater yes so it would just be like the 15 of us or whatever and we could run around and be crazy and like sometimes the ushers would be like hey guys uh-huh. but for the most part we we wouldn't it was like we don't want to bother people and every once in a while like there'd be one other person in there and that's the worst but then they would just laugh with us because they were doing the same thing okay good like no one went to see the quest and was like this is gonna win oscars like no you're right <laughs> people are there to have fun yeah. or or make fun of it this or is whatever gonna be terrible yeah um yeah, that is true. Sergio and I, we had the theater entirely to ourselves That's when we really went fun. to see Dark Skies, which was a haunted house movie about aliens. What? <laughs> yeah, it came out in 2013. <laughs> um, it's a haunted house, but instead of ghosts, it's it's aliens. Aliens? Yeah. <laughs> what are aliens? Not just aliens. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, Vincent D'Onofrio is in it for, for, well, for a hot second. Yeah. Um, he's oh, one wait, of those wait, people. Wait. He's interesting no matter what. Even oh, when he's shoot, bad, shoot, he's interesting. Shoot. I'm wrong. 
Vincent D'Onofrio was in Sinister. Oh, um, you ruined that. But 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 the guy from the Whiplash guy, the guy from Whiplash, the old J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Oh, was he's in great it. and everything. Too. Yeah, yeah. So equally good character mm-hmm. actor. Yeah, but like probably better. Sorry, I just whatever. Same yeah. type of general. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I mixed them right. up. Um, I mean, they look nothing alike. Oh my god! Not all white people look the same. Right. You're right. I should be more inclusive. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm going to issue an apology. Uh, anyway, I want to talk about... I brought a list of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven movies. Okay. Um, but I want to pick one that's recent that I also saw in the theater. Okay, hold on one second because oh. it's hot in here. I want to turn on the AC. Okay, do it. But you can talk. Okay, yeah, I'll just talk. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that that's so necessary to enjoyment of the podcast is hearing you go, yeah, uh-huh, that's great. Sounds wonderful. Um, I will say, <laughs> um, Sergio, my boyfriend. Yeah. And I, we have kind of accidentally instituted a a tradition. Oh, good. In that every Valentine's Day we go kind of, well, ironically, to see a Dakota Johnson movie because she's been in the theaters every Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. It started with Fifty Shades of Grey, which right. was incredibly boring. That's one of them bad, bad movies. Yeah. Um, it did but not. But there were naked people in it, so that makes it worth watching. Uh, sometimes, but not this not one. Not really. <laughs> um, I don't think it ever does. Uh, maybe it does sometimes. <laughs> but like, I, I watched this terrible '50s B movie oh. last night, um, and the only thing that got me through it was that like the main star mm-hmm. who could not act right. was like the broadest man that ever '50s the '50s. Oh, cool. He had, like, the slimmest waist, and his shoulders went, like, from here to Kalamazoo. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so um, we started with Fifty Shades of Grey, and then we saw How to Be Single, which was a mediocre comedy. Mm. But then, uh, this last year, we saw Fifty Shades Darker oh my God. in the theaters. That movie delivered on every promise that Fifty Shades of Grey totally failed on. Oh, okay. It's – well, first, it's t- – it is still a failure as erotica. Okay. Completely. Yeah. It is at least kinkier than the original. Okay. Which thought that S&M was spanking? Yeah. And nothing else? Yeah. There is at least a couple of things of like, ooh, we're being naughty. Like, it's not a vanilla thing, but yeah. it's still not like crazy mm-hmm. because that you got to sell tickets to this yeah, movie. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. So, it's, you know, you got to, families have to be able to see it. Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's <laughs> honestly... Oh yeah, <laughs> you agreed with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what's appropriate anymore. My brain's just like I've watched so many weird things. Um, but yeah. So um, the kinkiness is still. It is higher than the first one, so yeah. I appreciated it. But that's not why I go to these movies. Although it is silly in how it's executed. Yeah, there's literally a scene. Because Christian Grey doesn't like people to touch his super hot abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's been like, he was like abused as a kid or something. It's really dark. <laughs> it's Fifty Shades dark. Um, er. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but there's he's like, I don't like people touching my front, I guess. So, <laughs> yeah. Please say that that's the actual line. It's not. Unfortunately, it's not. I don't like not. people touching my front, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, literally... <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, but there's a part where um, she has him guide her. She draws like a little fence around the parts that she can't touch in lipstick on his skin. So she draws this big old rectangle around his pecs and abs. Yeah. And he's like, don't touch inside that lipstick rectangle. Right. That's the 
lipstick jungle or whatever. I don't know. Um, and then they go to this like fancy dress party, and there's some weird shenanigans with Rita Ora, who is in the movie playing his sister, and she insists that she's famous, but she is not. Who? Is, why do I know her name? Everybody knows her name, but she's not famous. She yeah. shouldn't be. It's just she, the name. It's like no, she, she's she's a British singer who had an EP come out like five years ago, mm-hmm. has not released any other music, but is still like constantly talked about. Mm-hmm. Get, she has a cameo role in these blockbuster romance movies, ah. and she just hosted the new season of America's Next Top Model. And I don't know why people know her. I'm so mad at Rita Ora for having all the success without seeming any of the work. Yeah. But oh. And she, d- oh, she's like so nondescript too when you look yeah, at her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like she kind of looks like... Rihanna and uh, Lady Gaga had a, did something. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. that. Who is she? She's no one. She was in this movie, Southpaw. Oh, Look that's at her great. acting. She looks trashy. Fun. You can tell she's acting. All right, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, so, uh, sorry, that was a tangent about Rita Ora, who I'm constantly frustrated by. I she's don't... the Eric McCormick of whatever yeah. she is. Well, no, because I honestly, I literally don't have a, an opinion about her talents in any way. I don't know her music, right? but movies constantly keep telling me that she's famous, and I'm like, no, she's not. Stop lying to me. Yeah. Was she on 90210? Was she? I mean, there's a still of her on 90210. I don't know, man. But they're like posing, so she could have just been visiting the set. Yeah, who knows? So who's that lady? Okay, keep going. Yeah, well, they did like a a reboot of that series. No, I know. Okay, It's that. It's that, but... Okay. Yeah, Fifty Shades Darker is just a crazy movie, and it's just like everything that was promised by. Is that her pulling open a dude's shirt? It's Zach Efron. Oh, okay. I mean, I can relate. But it to also that. says it's on Conan. It's definitely not because he's holding an MTV Movie Award. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Anyway, so Fifty Shades Darker, um, it's just super fun. And again, I'm gonna just spoil the hell out of this movie. Ugh, how dare you? I know. It's just like, look, you've read the. book. I have it in my queue. Everybody knows yeah. the book. Yeah, of course. So I can't spoil it. Yeah, because yeah. everyone's read it. Everybody knows the plot. There's literally a scene where a whole arc of a movie is introduced in one scene and then closed. Yeah. It's um, Dakota Johnson and Christian Grey. have Actress name, character name. I'm super consistent. Mm-hmm. Um, they've had like a falling out of some kind or they're just not together at this point yeah. in time. And all of a sudden she's like, well, he's on a uh, helicopter trip with his like COO. And then it cuts to the helicopter like crashing into the side of a mountain. And then suddenly it's all in the news. Christian Grey and COO lady have disappeared yeah. in the mountains. Their helicopter crashed, right. all this stuff. Yeah. And she like gets together with his family and they're like mourning and all sad. And it just comes out of nowhere like an hour and 15 minutes into this movie. And then he just like opens the door and shows up. He's like, I'm fine. <laughs> 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 uh, then, why are you guys sad it's alright <laughs> it's so good where was he not super close I don't know how he got there but also like what you said he was in a helicopter and then he wasn't no, he the, lied no, the COO no he was in the helicopter that crashed but he like Jumped was out. got out I guess he's a superhero and we don't know where the COO well, we went we know he's a vampire That's yeah 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 presumably they're both fine yeah. and they just like walked back to Seattle from the mountains yeah 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 it's That's just do it. it's such a bananas movie and nothing makes any sense and I love crazy melodramas mm-hmm. like that um anyway what's what's another one of yours uh this is a movie that we rented my groups of my group of friends and I rented several okay. times as like a we're gonna watch this it's gonna be so funny okay and then it's so bad it's not funny and it's the movie cool as ice 
the oh the vanilla ice the movie. vanilla ice movie it is i i still don't know what happened in it i know is that there there's a, like dirt bikes and there's yeah, like i was gonna con- say there's like a bike gang in it i don't know it's so it's so like it's so boring and bad and not funny i mean he does say drop that zero and get with the hero <laughs> and then and then everything's okay for a second but that's it like it's not even <sighs> so bad it's fun it's just so bad and that's it, a shame i mean it it is uh i talked about this you know when like zach galifianakis blew up and they were like give him movies and it was like what are they doing with him this was like he's a popular rapper give him a thing and then he was so not interesting and not a popular rapper by the time the movie came out no 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 he was such a flash in the pan i mean very it was like a a big flash in the pan but yeah god that was fast what's weird is he's still hanging around he has like some sort of uh show where he like flips houses or something yeah it's so weird i don't know what's going on he with has that stayed guy. famous for 30 years almost yeah he's a novelty act from the 90s he did ice ice baby yeah and then that he song did the for n- the teenage mutant ninja yeah Turtles ninja movie. rap hello yeah ninja Sorry. ninja rap go forgive ninja, me go for ninja, not go, recalling go this ninja. song Okay, that was my one of those movies that my sister watched on a loop, oh, and okay. so I learned every moment of it. Uh huh. Um, um, so there's that movie. That's terrible. And frankly, Vanilla Ice is more famous than Eric McCormick, <laughs> <laughs> and he's been less relevant for longer. Yep. 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 He's working it. Yeah. Like good for him, I guess. Um, sorry, what, what year did Cool as Ice come out? Do you know? Like the I 90s, right? Yeah, early 90s. Okay, because I have a contribution to this list okay. that is from the 90s, so oh, cool. it could kind of be a nice matched pair. Yeah. it's also It also features a white person rapping. Ooh. It is called Marcy X with Lisa Kudrow. Oh, no. What? Oh, it's... Oh. It's like a movie that... It was so bad, just the premise made me sad oh yeah it's completely it's the worst idea ever it's It's like a little racist too right it's very racist and i in no way endorse the bad racial element of this movie and the fact that this movie well it was eventually released in 2003 whoa so it's too recent um it was but it is it has this very 90s feel Mm -hmm. of like white people trying to make movies with urban yeah uh, uh, like contemporary music in it and it's mm. totally a mistranslation of everything that it's oh, about God. and it's very it is a bad bad misrepresentation yeah of anything in african-american culture and i right. in no way want to defend any of that but the way that it's such a bad translation yeah is very funny yeah accident like unintentional yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's hilariously bad yes but it stars um lisa kudrow as a um as the movie describes her jewish american princess got it um whose dad owns a record label and somehow she has to team up with damon wayans as the rapper dr s Mm. and there is a point where she has to like meet him at a rap show to sign some contract Mm -hmm. and she ends up on the stage and forced to freestyle rap and she does a rap about like all of the brand name purses that she loves so so much Mm. and it's called power in my purse and it inspires the whole crowd of women and oh man it's so crazy but like 
I feel bad because I love Lisa Kudrow. Oh, she's so much incredible. That Honestly, like, you know, she. That's the thing is, like, there's times where you're like, I really respect this person, but what happened? It was it was a misfire. Although, and I want every actor that's ever in a movie like that, that's like, some someone like that. I want them to do like honest interviews where they're just uh-huh. like, this is how it was. And there are some podcasts out there that do that, but like, just be like, yeah, I walked on set and I was like, this is a disaster, and uh-huh. I just it was a paycheck, and I want to hear. From moment one, like what 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 happened, and then maybe what was it supposed to be, and then how did it end up? I love stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always think like she's got a great comic mind. There's no way that was the way the movie was. No, when she agreed to it, or she just did. You know, like it sounded like a good idea, and it was. Oh man. Anyway. Yeah, but um, honestly, she's still funny in it. Yeah, because she's so likable. Yeah. Um, and honestly, the movie isn't as deeply offensive as it just could have been. Oh, yeah. Fun- it, like, just missed. Yeah. <laughs> like, fundamentally, it's offensive yeah. by being what it is. Yeah. But, like, the way that it treats the characters is at least 10% humanizing yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and not- I know what you mean. Like, it... It's it's offensive because it was a bunch of like old white movie executives. Yes, being like we know how to appeal appeal to the young black kids of this country. Yeah, or not even like the young kids in the suburbs that like the black music. Yeah, exactly. But but like, uh, I'm not defending the script or the characters, but there's they're like they have a dynamic. Yeah, that is actually like okay, your characters in a movie. And not 100% stereotypes. Still it's mostly Dam- stereotypes. You said it was Damon Wayans? It's Damon Wayans. He's my favorite of that generation of Wayans. Mm-hmm. And his son is also yeah, really and he's de- Yeah, Damon Wayans Jr. is great. Yeah. Um, but there, uh, it, it's hard to defend this movie because it is so yeah. poor. Yeah. And I don't want to defend it. But I do think it is a, a, a fun excursion into the worst of white Hollywood. Yeah. And... There is some cra- There is a great scene with a pitch perfect parody of a boy band. Oh, that is awesome. Um, and Matthew Morrison from Glee is in that boy band. Oh my god, that's so perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. But enough about Marcy X, which okay. I did recently buy on DVD. Whatever. <laughs> For two fifty, so okay. two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Two dollars and five zero cents. Yeah. Um. So I have a bunch of movies that like. Um, I was looking through, uh, it's hard when we come up with a topic like this and then you're like, Oh God, what is, what even is a bad movie? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you go online and you're like, let me see some of the, the list of the worst movies of all time. And most of them are like what you were talking about where they're, they're like low budget movies and then people crap all over them. And it's like, there's a million bad movies out there. Why is, yeah. why are you picking on this one? Um, so I would stick to mostly like the movies that, um, that were like big budget stuff, but there's a few. That's, that's nice. Yeah, there's a few that I'm like, I, I don't know why this got picked on so much. One of them is Ishtar, and you're you oh, might be yeah, too yeah. young, but at one point, like I didn't even know what the movie was, and I knew that joke. Like I, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I'm very aware of the uh, yeah. climate around Ishtar, and it would be like on the Oscars, they'd be like, "This wasn't as bad as Ishtar, huh?" Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And like any any time they showed Warren Beatty, they would make comments about Ishtar. Yeah, it was like pre the room, the like 
sticking point for bad movies like yeah. the high water mark of yeah, like it was the like thing that everybody knew about the go to it was like go to i need a joke about a bad movie yeah okay except ishtar isn't that bad it's not very good yeah but it, i don't know it wasn't like the worst so i was like i don't get it what i felt like i never got the joke like why is this the movie there's lots of bad movies out there why are we picking on this one I, um, I think it was more because of how it flopped and because nobody saw it they assumed it was bad yeah i think yeah, it was weird because it's a comedy starring two guys not known for comedy. That doesn't help. And I think that's where it went. Like, that's what people were reacting to. But Dustin Hoffman can be funny. Warren Beatty can be funny. Yeah. They were great together. There's a, re- some re- a really great thing about Capiche. Warren okay. Beatty at one point is like, Capiche? Uh-huh. And they have this great, like, who's on first? Not who's on first, but just like, wait, did you just say Capiche? It's Capiche. Yeah, that's what I said. A piece. It's like a very funny little bit. Like if it's such a bad movie, it can't make me laugh. Yeah, there exactly. can't be a part where I laugh. So it can't be the worst movie you'll talk. I think it was just a huge flop. But it also like was it really that big a budget that everybody noticed? It's so weird when that happens. Um, yeah. So the, there's generally the things that people in pop culture have decided are like the landmark mm-hmm. examples of something are never the yeah. right choice. Yeah. Um. Here, here's one. Howard the Duck. Oh boy! Oh wait, are you defending that one, or are you just saying it's bad? Because you defended Ishtar. So here's the thing about Howard the Duck. I was a little kid when it came out, uh-huh. and I loved that movie. I rented it over and over. Uh huh. Because that's how the world worked then. You rented movies over and over. No, you'd be like, look, "Mom, can I rent Howard the Duck again?" She'd be like, "Whatever." Look, I have as a kid, I uh, rented Baby Geniuses over yeah. and over. Yeah. So it's the same situation. Right. So I know that Howard the Duck isn't a good movie, and I know that like the people who know the like because it has origins in like a comic book, I guess. Yes, it's a Marvel comic. Yeah, and the movie is a real bastardization of it. And I know Since that it's when is that a surprise? You right. Know? Yeah, especially back then, they really did a bad job oh, yeah. with comic books. What I'm trying to figure out is like, why was I obsessed with it? I think I thought he was cute. Like I wanted a stuffed version of Howard the Aww. Duck. Oh, um, that'll be your Christmas. Present. It's super weird. Like he's a duck but he's like a human and nobody it's just weird and i who's the female lead is it leah thompson uh i will look is it leah ramini no i think it's leah thompson okay i'll double check i think she wears she's like in her bra and panties at one point i think as a young kid i was like i like that part (laughs) (laughs) um but i i honestly don't know why i love that movie i know i watched it all the way through several times um so that was always weird for me when people said it sucked, and I was like, but I liked it. Um, and it, it was Leah Thompson. Okay. And then, <laughs> this is embarrassing. Okay. But there's a movie that made it to the, one of the worst lists, and it was Master of Disguise oh, with Dana Carvey. yeah. The I, movie's really dumb. That's a movie I really liked as a kid and yeah. have not touched since then. It's really dumb, but I went and saw it as an adult, like when it came out, and we loved it. Like, it was so dumb, but it was so funny, and there's like really funny gags in it such a dumb movie oh yeah but there's some funny moments and like the tar- granted they took the the only really funny part and they put it in the ads which was him as the like weird turtle the turtle. 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 turtle turtle yeah <laughs> Are you, do you not like my turtleness that thing it's weird but like it's funny and and then brent spiner is the is the bad guy isn't he oh is he i think so i did not know who he was at the time and he has the doesn't he do the thing where he laughs and then he farts at the end of every laugh where he's like, ah, <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> and like, and then there's one at the end where he's like, <laughs> and then he waits for it and he's like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> 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 like, that's 
so stupid. But like, doesn't it's dumb comedy. There's Look, a lot yeah. of dumb comedies. It's Stop. not any less dumb than all the Adam Sandler stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like dumb comedies are not for everyone. Yeah. They're mostly not for me. Yeah. But that doesn't mean they're not yeah. good for someone. Yeah, like exactly. they're fun. I mean, his stupid Italian accent is like, it's like, why did they do that? But whatever. Yeah, there's a whole thing. There's a lot of stuff in it, but it's like, really? That movie got crapped on? Like, it made a top 20 worst movies of all time? How is that? There's way worse movies out there. Yeah, of course. Um, So that was that. Oh, um, I will throw my hat in the ring for the Rocky Horror Picture Show. Ooh. Um, which is one of the famous bad movies. Yeah. People are like, oh, worst movies of all time, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, but a lot of people really love it, too. Yeah, no, people love it, but, like, and obviously it's got a huge cult that has survived for 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it's Um, camp. Yeah, and that, I think camp camp. gets, people get confused about when a movie is campy, they're like, it's a bad movie, and it's like, no, this is on purpose. Yeah, like, John Waters movies are not bad movies. Yeah. They are campy movies, or if you don't like John Waters, that's fine. (laughs) But I'm saying like that type of yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and that's definitely one you'll see Rocky Horror on a lot of like bad movie lists. Yeah. That's and weird. there, there is definitely honestly, there's very little about it that is bad, even technically. Like technically, it's it's a uh, a low professional mm-hmm. production. Yeah. It was made by a film crew in England mm-hmm. who like were fine. Yeah. But like, not it's not super well made yeah i guess but um the reason that movie has survived is that it has a genuinely incredible soundtrack yeah it's really good like it's a good musical and the reason they made that movie is because it was a successful west end show yeah like it was a yeah real thing yeah that it was an adaptation of a successful property yeah and i mean it's kind of in the same vein as little shop of horrors right like that uh, same thing where you're kind of like it's Almost making fun of itself. Yeah, it, it, but it's, it's got some sweet elements and like it's chewing up and spitting out like all these fifties sci-fi horror movie tropes. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, I think the plot is pretty incoherent most mm-hmm. of the time. But look, Tim, how, how could you argue against Tim Curry? Yeah, as Doctor Frankenfurter, like that's a beautiful performance. Yeah, it's so weird that it's like made best worst lists because I'm like, oh, I always think of that as a, I think of it as a movie that I tried to watch and I was like, I don't get it. Like it wasn't for me. Yeah, but I wouldn't say like, oh, that's a bad movie. Yeah, it's just people have a misconception about what it is to be a bad movie. Yeah. Um, did you have another one that you wanted to defend? No. Okay, then I want to bring up. I'm gonna cut down my list a little bit, but I'll bring up at least one more good bad okay uh movie it's a recent movie that sergio and i watched on redbox okay it is from the christian film conglomerate uh pure flicks mm-hmm. it is called a wish for christmas okay it is about a girl who is basically alicia silverstone from clueless she has a rich family and she's very self-involved mm-hmm. and she's like, why do we have to go to church every Sunday? I want to go to this party. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. I want to buy clothes and stuff. And so she makes a wish on, on something, probably a Christmas star or something. I don't remember yeah. um, that her parents wouldn't be Christian anymore. So they wouldn't have to like go to church or something. So like her parents become atheists. Yeah. 
um, because of her wish. And, and then, then everything goes wrong. Yeah. Basically, okay. she realizes that she loved her Christian parents and she has to like drive them back to God <laughs> or something. Holy moly. Um, hold on. And the, the, the I think the dad is someone kind of sort of famous. Mm. Um, the mom is the mom from the Disney Channel original series, Good Luck Charlie, which you would not know. Joey Joey Lawrence is the dad. Oh no! Yeah, I think I know Good Luck Charlie. Yeah, I don't know. It it was fairly popular. Um, I think I know that one. But it's just a really crazy thing, and oh, I don't remember. Uh, there was a really good part with like a hobo that may or may not have been a manifestation of Jesus Christ. Oh, cool. Um, who's like her best friend? <laughs> she just talks to this hobo all the time. Yeah, and. They like share a pizza or something. Mm-hmm. How many Oscars did this one win? Uh, thirteen. Oh my! <laughs> it broke a record. Oh wow! <laughs> but so there, there's a scene. Th- the The placement of extras in this movie was very peculiar. Oh, good. Um, because there's basically the Christmas pageant and the barn dance or whatever are taking place on the same night. Yeah. And she's at the barn dance and she has to make this big speech about how she's turning to Jesus. And she's like, everybody, let's go to the church. Yeah. The true meaning of Christmas and so forth. So mm-hmm. it's like all of these like elderly people and adults are following her out of the church and yeah. they get to the church and the church is like half full because the attendance is low because of the barn dance. Right. But all the people in the church are like children and teenagers. <laughs> it's like, wait. How'd they get there? So all the grown-ups <laughs> went to the dance. Yeah. And all the kids are sitting in church. Mm. It's just, there's just something really strange about it. Mm-hmm. It's another, it's like terrible Christian movies are very fun fodder of wow. bad, good, bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because just movies that so strongly believe in their message and so firmly don't understand how to get it across are mm-hmm. pretty hilarious all the time. No matter mm-hmm. what, like creed religion whatever yeah um it's just it's a hilarious movie i okay so i don't i, w- I don't want to defend this movie entirely okay i think the criticism of it was misguided okay it's indiana jones and the kingdom of the crystal skull okay i can get behind that. okay that whole movie is dumb yeah of course like there's no there was like kind of a grittiness to the original Indiana Jones movies, and that's gone. And he's turned into this like weird superhero that can hide in a refrigerator and survive yeah. an atomic blast. And I know that they were trying to set it in the period. Like that's the thing is, it, I felt like they tried too hard to put it in the fifties. Yeah, Shia LaBeouf is a greaser. Yeah, and like where the original ones, like I don't think I realized when I was a kid that it wasn't modern. You know yeah. that it was in like the twenties or whatever it was, like. Because it's in like an ancient land, yeah. Like in a non, there's like some like old cars and stuff, but it really it was like just there. It's not, but this one it's like this is old. This is really old, uh-huh. right? Um, but it's newer than the old ones. Uh, and then you know, there's the part where Shia LaBeouf is swinging in the trees with the monkey, like the bad yeah. CGI monkeys, uh-huh. the bad CGI bugs, like the bad CGI Cate Blanchett accent. Oh boy, she's bad in it, but. The, the end, I didn't. I wasn't like, "What? That's crazy!" I was like, "Okay." Uh, people were kind of too high up on their Indiana Jones horse for me. Oh yeah, that that happens a lot. Where they're like, "So fake!" Wait, what? Huh? That have you seen Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like the all their faces melt. What? Yeah, and it's literally like a box of god magic. Yeah, and then. A, a guy rips out people's hu- hearts while they're still beating. 
in the second movie. That's not over the top, I guess. And uh, and they like remember when they eat the monkey brains? Like, oh yeah. And like, there's the monkey's face there. Ugh. And then uh, yeah, those the, movies are gross. <laughs> yeah, and like it. It was like people didn't get the original joke that they're supposed to be a little over the top. Yeah. Like he uh, because people take their fandom very seriously yeah. and they don't understand why the first ones were fun. And then they're like, and also a lot of them are about my age and they grew up. So they saw it when they were a kid and all of that is like fact. Yeah. It became normal to them because they're yeah. like, this is just how this movie is. Yeah. And then they saw the new one and they're like, this isn't, I just was bothered by like, how how poorly some of it was done. Yeah, it's not a great movie by any stretch of no, the No, but the plot... But it's not as much of a drop. Yeah, the plot wasn't like, this is not... I, but it was like, for some reason, people were like, aliens? Really? Aliens? I'm like, what? Uh, so, so, so religious like stuff? Liter- is- they literally find the Holy Grail in yeah. the third one. Nobody said, the Holy Grail? Really? The Holy Grail? You're like, what? A wooden cup that turns a guy into an old man? Yeah. Uh, you chose poorly. Um. Anyway, so that, I've always been troubled by that. Like, yeah, it wasn't very good, but it also, I didn't get to the end of it and go, "This is B." I kind of knew it was going to be aliens. Yeah. If you looked at the shape of the crystal skull. It was kind of obvious it was an alien head. Why were you yeah. shocked? Um, no, the expectations are so important yeah. in how people perceive movies like that. Yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of like horror movie sequels that I like because I can totally divorce it from what I'm expecting because yeah. I never expect anything so good. important, so important, especially with sequels. Uh-huh. People get really hung up on like they want it to be just like the first one, but not too just like the first one. And they don't want it to be too like it's it, a tough tightrope act. Yeah. Um, okay. So I have to bring up this. Okay. I'm really excited to say this. Okay. On a podcast. The movie Mommy Dearest. Yes. Okay. I grew up with a mother who thought it was really funny to have me say, yes, Mommy Dearest. Oh. Like, in com- within in company, like, as okay. a joke. like, And, you know, she would make the wire hanger joke. And what I didn't understand is that was, like, not a good movie. So I, later in life, was like, I should watch this movie. It's got Faye Dunaway in it. It must uh-huh. be an Oscar winner. So I watched that movie, and I was like, this is really bad. I don't get it. Why did it win an Oscar? It did not. <laughs> I just found out this week, like the other day, when we decided on this, and I was okay. going through the worst movies of all time, and it was like, this movie won all these Razzies. And I was like, wait, this isn't a well-respected movie? <laughs> I thought it was like one of this like highly thought of movie what like great performance that I thought was terrible. Like no. I just thought I was the one that didn't like it and that it was a bad move. I thought it was a bad movie, but everybody thought it was a bad movie. Yeah, and yeah. Like, it, it's a camp classic. Yeah, but I missed out on that. Oh I thought God, it was this hilarious. movie that everybody saw cuz it was an Oscar winner and everybody gets that joke. Yes, Mommy Dearest. Oh man, that's hilarious. So I'm like this my my whole life I don't know. That's everything's different. That's wonderful. Up I'm is so down. Sorry. <laughs> uh, the Berenstain Bears is spelled the other way that yeah. you think it is. Yeah, all that stuff. Um, we we should kind of swing towards wrapping up so people yeah. aren't like just hating themselves. Yeah. But we wanted to kind of close off with talking about movies that people really respect that we don't like that much. Yeah. Um, do you? 
Do you want to throw out a title, and then I'll do one. We can kind of go back and forth a little bit. Let's talk about Romeo and Juliet. You mean Romeo plus Juliet? Yes. Let's talk about that. The Baz Luhrmann adaptation from yes. the 90s? Yes. Let's talk about that, and then I'm going to talk about another version of Romeo and Juliet. Okay, great. That I don't even know if you know exists. So let's talk. Let's, let's start with Baz, or Boz, or whatever Oh, boy. I have watched parts of that movie two or three times. Mm. I can't get through it. Mm-hmm. It is shrill. Mm-hmm. It does not stop. Mm-hmm. It is completely... Like, the thing... I, I want to love Baz Luhrmann's movies so much Mm -hmm. because the way that he approaches style and the visual imagery Mm -hmm. is so excessive and interesting and crazy and idiosyncratic. And I want to love it because I feel like those are the types of movies I would make Mm -hmm. or just things that are like very bold. Mm -hmm. But that one, at least I can't. Do you like any of his movies? Have you liked any of them? I remember liking Moulin Rouge the first time I watched it, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't be willing to stick to that opinion until I watched it again. The music is great. The music is great. The music is great. Um, the great you and McGregor. Ewan McGregor is really good. Yeah, because Ewan McGregor is just being—it's like a normal Ewan McGregor yeah, performance, yeah, yeah. and he's not like I'm gonna go Boz Lerman this up. He just does what he normally does. Yeah, and yeah. he's great. Um, great Gatsby, I liked okay. Yeah. Like 7 out of 10-ish. I didn't feel like Baz, Baz or Boz got in the way of that one. I, felt I don't like think he got in the way of it because it is about, it's a movie inherently about excess. Yeah. But, oh, the part where um, Daisy's introduced with all these flowing white curtains just mm-hmm. slamming themselves across. It, that's a beautiful movie. That's yeah. probably the one where his style and the content mix yeah. the best. I, my problem is with the casting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like Leo. We talked about or, it. Or Tobey Maguire in that movie. Okay, I yeah. don't like either of them in that movie. But yeah, so sorry about Romeo and Juliet. What are your objections to it? Oh, um... Is it just that I, as an English teacher, you have to watch it Okay, yeah, so it's one that I show to my students, and what happens is we watch that first scene, and it's like, whoa, that's Shakespeare? Um, and, like, the kids get into it for a second, and then I'm like, just wait, and we watch a little more, and they're like, this is so bad. yeah. And then we watch the Zeffirelli, Zeffirelli version, which is the one from the 60s. That's yeah, like with um, Olivia Hussey. Hussey. Yeah. Yeah. And other people. Michael York's in there. Um, and it's like, and they're like, oh, they're like, oh, I, this is really good. Yeah. <laughs> it's like really well done. There's some weird parts because it was like filmed in Italy and some of the actors are Italian. So they dub all of their oh, dialogue. Yeah. Like one of the parents. But it's like Romeo's dad who's only in one scene. Um but yeah, the Boz Lerman one, I stole this from another English teacher. She was like, the only other time, the only time at the beginning of my career, they let me talk to another drama teacher. Because uh. every other meeting I had was with all English teachers. And I was like, really? Anytime I was learning about teaching, I had to be with English teachers. But this one, she taught English and drama. So she gave okay, me this good. thing. She was like, what I do is we read. I can't remember the order she did it in, but we would read the prologue. And then I'd turn out the lights and press play on on the prologue part of Baz Luhrmann's. And yeah. they do the they say the prologue three times or something in the first minute. And it's re- it's like like flashing images and crazy. And they're like, whoa. And I'm like, do you feel like you understand what was said? And they're like, yeah. You're like, you understand Shakespeare now. And it's like a cool moment. Yeah. Um, but everything after that, even like the moment the prologue ends, you get Jamie Kennedy screaming into the camera going, I am a pretty piece of flesh. I am, which is a a line that a different character says, but he's singing it and it's out of context. It's like they just 
he switches the. Uh, it's shrill. The wrong people say stuff. Yeah, that's annoying for no reason. Um, and then yeah, and the it's one shrill thing about Shakespeare is that people yelling. You, you can change the context, but you stick to the text, and that's yeah. the point of doing a Shakespeare adaptation. Yeah, and he it, there's a lot of yelling. There's a lot of yelling, and there's a lot of. There's a lot of the guy that plays Benvolio just drowning in it, just being like, yeah. "What? What hast thou wanted to do?" And you're just like, "What are you? What's happening, dude?" But new struck nine. Anyway, um, yeah, it's really bad. It's really bad. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The acting's terrible. I don't blame Leo and Claire Danes for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like real young, trying to do Shakespeare. And neither of them are trained in it. Um, I think Claire Danes is kind of okay, uh, but there's like old veteran performers in there, and there it's like, what? What are you doing? What's yeah, happening? Yeah, it's it's a mess. And I've heard John Leguizamo, you know, in one of his one man shows, he's talking about doing that and how he didn't know what he was saying. And I'm like, that really comes across, man, dude. Like that's one of many times. Ben Affleck said the same thing about Shakespeare in Love. He was like, yeah, I didn't know what any of my lines meant. And I'm like, you're an actor. You should probably learn some Shakespeare. Yeah. Like you should be able to do it. Shakespeare is not that hard to do as an actor because it's it, you are playing a character, so then it is easier to figure out what is going on. Huh, you just have to focus on what you're saying, not what everyone. Oh yeah. My oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, anyway, uh, so I really dislike that movie, but it's fun to show them, like, this is a way you can yeah, do yeah, Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, boy, is the acting terrible. And the it's a car chase whatever and so it, yeah so what what's the other adaptation that you were talking okay. about in 2013 oh my god uh, i don't remember who's in it who's in it Haley steinsfeld steinsfeld Ste- whatever yeah, her name steinfeld. is steinfeld uh, okay have Jay- you have you seen any of it no i remember that it came out okay so my um, students were like oh my god it's so good and i just on a whim was like you know what i'm gonna buy the DVD for my class, and then we can watch three different adaptations. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, boy. Fun for the kids. So this is how they tried to appeal to a modern audience. Oh, no. They said it in medieval times. What? They went backwards. Great. So they said it earlier than it takes place. Uh, Why not just, like, full caveman? Yeah. So it's a jousting tournament. Is the setup. Okay. And they change the opening. Like, they change all the dialogue. What? Like, no, but they're not speaking Shakespeare's words, but they're not speaking modern words. They're speaking, uh, like, weird, bastardized. Like, like where they, like. attempt at Shakespeare? Yeah, like, they kind of paraphrase it at points, but they, like, um, they just, like, I don't know what to say. Oh it, no! Like you can't understand it. It's not more accessible. They have a really beautiful cast. That's what they did. Yeah. No, they're pretty. They're pretty young people. Yeah, they do that right. But then, um, I think at one point it like cuts to Romeo and he's like sculpting. <gasps> like, why are we doing this? Um, it's just it's bananas. It's so bananas. If you know, like, they're like, we know how to make it accessible to kids. It'll be a jousting tournament. Maybe it's not medieval times. Maybe it's still the Renaissance, but it's not set in the same. It's like in England or something. I don't know. It's so weird. It's so weird. And then, um, oh, God, the one he's, I think his name is Skarsgård. He's one of those guys, but it's the old guy, Skarsgård. Stellan. Stellan Skarsgård? He's the daddy. He's the dad of, 
Are all those kids his sons? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me? I am not. Okay. Are you surprised because they're so attractive and he's just Stellan Skarsgård? Yeah, but he comes in with his weird accent and is the prince or something. And oh he's trying boy. to be Shakespeare and it's awful because he's not a great actor. I, I'm always like, let him just act in Swedish or whatever he is. Because uh-huh. he's always like, ah, oh, I did bad. Like, oh boy. His per- <laughs> his Some of his scenes in Goodwill Hunting, I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Why did he give that reading? Um, but yes. That movie is like, what are we doing? But they cast like cute young actors. So uh-huh. kids were like, oh, it's so sad. Because <laughs> teenagers, every time they watch Romeo and Juliet, they're like, oh, it's so beautiful. Because <laughs> like, it does capture that dumb teen love. Oh, it sure does. It sure um, does. I want to throw out, speaking of terrible Romeo and Juliet yeah. adaptations, because they never end. Yeah. Um, there is a gay reinterpretation of Romeo and Juliet called private romeo it's set in a military barracks and again could only get through 20 minutes of it it's garbage yeah um it came out in 2011 yeah they just won't stop yeah no one the world is not enough yeah Uh, the the romeo the the 2013 one with Haley. what's her face my kids we turn it on and the girls are all like oh my god he's so cute oh and then after same thing after we've watched a little bit of it they're like What's happening? Yeah. It, this is uh, so weird. And they show Romeo and they're like, he's so hot. But like, why is he sculpting? <laughs> like, why Why did they make these? Why did they change it? If they weren't going to make it more accessible, like, put it in modern day. If you're going to, like, don't put it in another old period. <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. And they changed the prologue? Like, the prologue. Yeah, the, two households, both alike in dignity. Yeah. In Fair Verona, where we lay our scene. It's like two households, both competing in a tournament. <laughs> You're like, what's <laughs> happening? Two it's households, a- both were great at darts. <laughs> yeah. It's the and prologue. Underwater. The prologue is a sonnet. It's in iambic pentameter. Yeah. And then they're like, we'll just change it. No big deal. Don't but worry. not all the way. We'll say some of the same words. Also, if somebody knows a line from Shakespeare, it's either, I mean, from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. It's either like butt soft, why well, like three under yeah. window breaks, or the prologue. Yeah, or what is in a name or whatever. Yeah, that is. a yeah. rose by any other name would smell just as sweet yeah. and so forth. Mm-hmm. But soft. Let me see. I, let's see what I remember, just for fun. Okay, we're an hour and a half deep in this podcast. Yeah, so let's do some Shakespeare. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> but soft, <laughs> what light three under window breaks? It is the east, and Juliet is the sun. Rise up there, son, and kill the envious moon, for she's already sick and pale with grief, that thou her maid art far more fair than she. Her vestal livery is but sick and green. Cast it off. None but fools do wear it. And that's all I got. Yeah. Yeah, you were pretty on that. You, I think you switched some stuff around. But I, I may know. have. That always happens. Yeah, but I also am not at that part of the school year yet. Oh, we'll see. <laughs> Listen to this in a couple months and tell yeah. me if I was right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's a... that's. I'm like, what is this choice? Anyway, anyway I can't get over it. Yeah. Let me blast through okay. two respected movies that I really hate. Because yes. I don't want to say too much about them and we're running out of time. Yeah. Lawrence of Arabia. Ooh. And 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ooh. Yeah. Thank you for saying both of those. You're welcome. <laughs> I had to go see Lawrence of Arabia. They re-released it in the theaters or so. Mm-hmm. They had a special showing. My mom took me. Like, it is I'm going to introduce you to some. Nightmarishly They had an intermission. Oh, God. You, you need it. Yeah. It's ghoulishly boring. It's so long and so boring. Really beautifully shot. Yeah, of course. Both of those movies. Yeah. 
They're incredible compositions. Let me tell you the 2001 Space Odyssey story I have. Okay. One of my friends in college, his dad, like, worked on that movie. Okay. In a pretty large way, like costumes or props or something. His dad is kind of a big wig in Hollywood in that way. Like, someone we'd never know his name, but he's done yeah. a lot of really important stuff. Um, and he was like, so we have to watch this movie cause dad is like help make it. And we're like, all right. And we all sit down and I'm like, I've always wanted to see it. And it starts and I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. And we get through the caveman part, which is so long. Yep. And then it goes to the like future or in the space travel. And you're like, what's happening? Why is nothing happening? Nothing has happened. And we were like 45 minutes of the movie and we were just like, we just gave up. And he was like, sorry, dad, can't watch your movie. <laughs> like we just gave up on it. Yeah. It's so like, bad. It's, and people are like, it really captures like the mundanity and boringness of how space travel would really be. And it's like, why would I want to watch that? Yeah. Like, and I also, watch... why are we assuming that? Th- whatever. It's like, well, because it's so normal to them. Yeah. But it's like, why would I want to watch a movie about someone driving in a car for two yeah. hours? I wouldn't. Yeah. Anyway, so um and like you could you could give that feeling in like 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just so there's s- another way to someone do someone staring at the window, time passes. Yeah. They're bored. Yeah. Uh the the perfect bored scene that mm-hmm. is interesting is in the little shop of horrors. It's when they're yeah. all sitting around the shop and there's that little like drum roll like Yeah. And then it it like shows them all switch positions and they're like drumming their fingers and it goes and then it switches again. Mm. It's like, because they've been there for so long. Yeah, and then your around. character walks in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was great. And then um, everybody's like, this is the best part. It's so good. <laughs> um, anyway, um, you brought up The Revenant earlier, so yeah. I won't harp on that one too much, but I also did not like it. Yeah. But I will bring up that very same director's previous movie, Birdman, mm. which was so mm. respected, mm-hmm. and I hated it. Mm-hmm. It, like... Sure, it was well shot and the lighting was beautiful. There like the lighting is beyond reproach in that movie. <laughs> but um you know, story's more important. I love it when like the, okay, so part of why the revenant was so good to people was because of the natural lighting. Oh, like I, what I, what average Joe is sitting in the theater and is like, "Boy, natural lighting. This is amazing." Right? Like uh-huh. nobody knows that, but they just put it out there and then a bunch of people that want to sound smarter like did you notice the lighting? Yeah, no, I look I I can't get behind the revenant lighting like sure it's yeah. a pretty movie. I I'm pretty sure yeah. Emmanuel Lebeski shot it and he shoots like all the beautiful pretty movies. Yeah. Um he's good at that thing. Yeah. But I I'm not impressed that you made it harder for yourself. Yeah. Like the reason we have lights is so you can light a movie like it's not yeah. I'm not impressed. And I don't know I don't I don't notice that stuff. I'm look I'm trying to it's a story. You're telling me a story. Make it interesting. Yeah. And I'm literally talking about in You're Birdman. Not painting a picture. Yeah. Well, no, I'm <laughs> t- literally talking about in Birdman that there are parts where there, there's this like restaurant that's lit with like a like a like a lattice work of Christmas lights. Mm-hmm. It's just like a beautiful set, mm-hmm. and like the lighting is incorporated in a really interesting way. And it's not like, oh, look at the, how the shadow falls mm-hmm. on his face. It's like the lighting is just right there, and it's yeah. very pretty. Yeah. But um, I get it. It's a single shot. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spend that much time with Michael Keaton. Yeah. And also, the movie lost me so hard. Have you seen it? No. Okay. Well, let me just tell you. I really like Michael Keaton. Sure. He's whatever. I, I find the Keaton zons to be kind of boring. Oh. Like, yeah, he hasn't. It's weird. It's, go ahead. 
No, just because he was in the spotlight and people were like, he's outdone himself. And I'm like, what? He just played like a guy. Yeah. He's Michael Keaton. He's, he's been a good actor forever, yeah. but he went away for a while and now he's back. Yeah, exactly. Um, but in Birdman, there's out of nowhere, there's like this, like these two women have this like philosophical conversation, then they make out. And I'm like, you're trying so hard to impress me with like yeah. how like edgy, edgy and important this movie yeah. is. And I was not, I actively. Brennan, let's make an edgy movie. Like yeah. we could, we could spitball an edgy movie right now. Okay, so so uh, lead character is movie starts with the longest continuous shot in history. Yeah, and it goes at, through at an the entire end. city, not just like not like the shot from Goodfellas or whatever. Like it goes through all of New York City, up and down every avenue and street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then it zooms in on a couple sitting at a table, mm-hmm. like a cafe table, mm-hmm. and they lean over the table to kiss, and it zooms so far in on your, their lips, you can see like their veins. Yeah, pulsing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then a car smashes through the window and kills them both. Yes. And then we go to their son. Uh-huh. And he's, he's like kissing a he's it. kissing a boy. Cause, sure. Because gay. Yeah. And then you got to throw gay in to be edgy. Yeah. yeah. No, but he's really out. sad. He's really sad. The he whole is really movie. sad. And he never gets happy. No, he doesn't talk. He doesn't talk. He right. actually he wears a, oh, oh, a and potato he'll win an sack Oscar. over his head the whole time. He'll win. A, he'll win an Oscar because he does so much without talking. Uh huh. Because we all know that the hardest part about acting is the talking. Yeah. I mean, the easiest part of acting is the talking. Anyway, yeah. uh, we I really love that. Gotta... I love that because that was a big thing with uh, Casey Affleck. He, he barely talks in the movie. He's so good. And I'm like, yeah, my students barely talk in their letter exercises and they're way better. It's harder to talk. Yeah. It's easier to not talk. But they show so much with their face. No, they don't. They just sit there motionless and the camera zooms in and they swell the music and you go, oh, <laughs> I'm feeling things. Yeah. Anyway. Well, um, that's it for mine. Do you have a thing that people like that you don't like? I mean, I should we should mention like Batman and Robin. Oh, okay. Do you not like them? Like I'm what do yeah. you mean? That's terrible. But like people really like it? I thought no. people didn't like it. No. No, it's not part of the like Oh, I I didn't know. Oh, we switching oh topics? okay. Sorry. So sorry. I, I was, was switching confused. topics. No, I was no, like no. is that a really no, no, it's just terrible. Movie? It's just terrible. Oh, okay. It's just awful and I like it was they were like, "Okay, I think we've got the formula for a for a Superhero movie. Neon lighting. Yeah. Black lights. 17 main plots mm-hmm. all at the same time. And uh, th- they really like it when the villains overact and chew the scenery. So let's get a really great actor. I know. Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> also, the, the worst performance in that movie is not Schwarzenegger. And it's it? not George Clooney. George Clooney doesn't do a bad job. He's just given nothing in that movie. Yeah. It's freaking Uma Thurman. Oh really? She's so bad in that movie. Oh, she's so bad. I've never seen this one. Yeah, it's but bad. I believe you. It's bad, and everything about it is wrong. Like, there's big chunks of it where you're like, "That's a really big soundstage." Like, you can just see that it's a soundstage. You uh, know, it's not real. Like, it's so weird. It's so God nipples on the bat suit. There's so much wrong with it, and it's so weird that like somehow George Clooney got blamed for being bad as Batman. He's literally not there. <laughs> He's like not in the movie at all. Uh huh. They give they give. <sighs> I'm sorry. The, I think that's as good a place as any yeah. to wrap up. It's this has been maybe our longest episode, and we've had some long episodes. Yeah. So let's uh, wrap things up. You know, it's because we talked about Will and Grace at the beginning. It, it is. It's the it's this is a two parter, but it's two for really? one, you guys. Uh yeah. You can find us on Twitter at Cast Party Pod on Facebook at Cast Party. Um. 
Eric McCormick. You can email us at castpartypod at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. We are a proud member of the Pod People Podcast Network, and our theme song is Good Day by Tally Hall off the album Marvin's Marvelous Mechanical Museum. Nailed it. Yeah. And we haven't talked about what we're doing next episode, but yeah. that'll technically be our episodes closest to Halloween, so we should do something Halloween-y. Mm-hmm. So stay tuned for that, I guess. Yeah, it should weeks. be about weenies. Okay. <laughs> bye, everybody. <laughs> hey, man, don't poop your pants. Hey, you remembered. Yeah. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Pod People Productions. To find more episodes of this show and others, please visit podpeople.me. It's podcasts for the weird at heart. Okay. Hi, I'm Brennan. And I'm Sergio. And we're the co-hosts of Scream 101. Which is? Your premier podcast for horror movie reviews. Tell me more. Every month, we watch four horror movies based around a certain theme. Like vampires, aquatic horror, 70s proto-slashers. Just different genres. Okay. I'm a huge horror nerd. He is. Sergio is not so much. Everything you tell me goes in one ear and out the other. But he's a very nice young man, and he's willing to come along this journey with me. And we can give you our two different perspectives and hopefully a couple laughs along the way. That's the dream or the plan. Come with us on this journey of joy. (laughs) On this never-ending tale. On this season of Scream 101. Find us on podpeople.me.